0: These are the Keishi Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm John Hewlett, and my partner is the Mighty Favaz. Hello, John. Hi, Fozzie. Hey, um, it's time for another Casey Tapes edition, and this is number 61, and it's brought to you by Black Raven Digital AFC.
2: You know, if you want your business website to get found online, it takes some strategy. It really does. And uh, putting together a search engine optimization plan with a team right here in St. Louis is your first step in getting found when your potential customers go out looking for for your services so i've said this before don't just get found when people look for you get found uh, when people look for what you do implement a better seo plan today with a st louis based team and that would be black raven let black raven afc help you today just go to BlackRavendigital.com and reach up today
1: okay today we're doing an interview that i did back in 1979 with sammy hagar and this may be the oldest interview we have it is. in our archives. And
2: um, when we, do you want to tell the story about how we had to put this on computer? Oh,
1: well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to. Uh, this was recorded. In layman's terms. <laughs> yeah. It was recorded slow. Yeah, it was recorded on reel-to-reel on a machine at three, I think it was three and a half speed or three and a quarter speed. And uh, you would do that if you didn't have much tape on your spool, so right. you wanted it to run slow so you could get the whole interview on there. Right. So I had it running slow. Uh, so fast forward, 79, 89, 99, 40, 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> and we're trying to play it back on a machine we have here or in the 50, studio.
2: 50 years? No. No, no 40, 40 years. years yeah.
1: <laughs> trying to play it back on a machine we have here in the studio that only plays tapes back at seven and a half and, 15 and a half Although the machine itself says, I know it says 3, three, and, a half. three and a quarters, three and four. seven and a half. So <laughs> I thought we had the right thing, but we didn't. So that means we had no machine to play it back at the right speed. Right. So what were we going to do? So we thought, well, we'll play it into the computer at a fast speed at, at seven and a half, and then he's running like chipmunks. Mm-hmm. And then we could just we could just slow it down. You know, we could just slow it down. Right. Well, for whatever reason or maybe cuz we don't know how to do it, we couldn't get the computer to slow it down properly. Right. Now it would slow it down in preview, right. But every time we wanted it to take the the interview so that we could edit it and things like that, mm-hmm. it would just go nuts and it would be over it would be distorted and and you couldn't even understand what was being said
2: until we called in Craig Rutledge and he Well, no, he it was out.
1: well, we called him in while he was doing yeah. all that. Yeah. And so uh, I said to Craig, well, why don't we play it back in preview into another computer here mm-hmm. and we'll have a chance that way. And he so goes, you're the one that
2: figured it out? Yes. Isn't that well, shocking? I didn't know that. Yes, it is it's shocking. shocking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. I thought, <laughs> it is? Wow. So anyway, so we started doing it that way. But for whatever John reason... <laughs> chief engineer, KC-95. <laughs> but for whatever reason, uh, it, would, it would stop every four minutes. Huh. So we had to keep... And this is a 20, no, this is a 13-minute 13, 13 interview. Hmm. So we had to keep going back, and, and finally we got it all in there. Then I had to edit it all back together, and we saved it. And it's not quite the right pitch. I mean, right. I think it's still running maybe a little bit slow, mm-hmm. but it's very uh, understandable, and we got it.
2: And the, the one thing I want to say about this interview, because I was in here when you were you know, trying to put it in the computer, and from even the chipmunks, I could hear people cheering out, you know in, in the interview and I it, it, this has to be the interview that I listened to when I was 14 years old and it was, uh, you know, I remember Sammy saying something like, "They don't even do this in Detroit, where people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, gathered outside the Casey Studios in Crestwood, and we're yeah. cheering them on." And yeah. you could hear it in the interview.
1: Yeah, this was not done in front of a live audience. This, this, the people you hear were outside a closed window with the curtains drawn. Yeah, you know, so <clears throat> it's really yeah. neat. Yeah, you can you can hear them bleeding into the interview, and they're yelling at Sammy, and uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's he's talking I can't wait back. to hear it. I
2: cannot wait to hear this.
1: So here we go. An interview that we thought. Was is going to be lost forever. Uh, is going to come back to life here on the KC Tapes. You're tuned to KC95, KSHE, Crestwood, St. Louis, and we're in the middle of lunch <laughs> yeah, with exactly. Sammy Hagar, Musical.ly, and now Sammy has joined us for lunch. It's a little slow, running a little slow. Yeah, a little slow. bit, but yeah. yeah, sounds all right. And he is here in person. Sammy, welcome. Oh, and again, yeah, he was here for the lunch show. Right, yeah. Which I used to do at uh, noon on, on Monday through Friday. I'd pick one artist and play that artist's music for the entire hour. Sammy happened to join in
0: that. i in St. Louis. Thank you. I'm sitting here looking at some photographs of myself. How vain can you get, right? And
1: that was what, a year ago, right? Those pictures were taken?
0: Yep. And I still look good. I can't believe it, man. Oh <laughs> my God.
1: We'll talk more about that. Oh, look at the... this
0: one. Oh my God. Oh,
1: hey, I can't stand it.
0: Oh, this is a cool guy right here. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. We got... We'll talk more about
1: that after this. You'll save lots of green wow. when you see Ray- Hey, commercial. Hey. That was quick. <laughs> I know. Peaches, your one-stop record and tape center for Christmas. Wow. Hey, that's Jim Singer, who used to be on the air with a long time, still a, a good friend. And uh, Peaches Records, man. Yeah. Yeah, there were two locations, one on Chambers Road in North County. That's yep. where you probably I, went. I, I
2: used to go to that one.
1: Yeah, one at uh, Chippewa and um, and Hampton. Mm-hmm. In the studio with me right now, Sammy Hagar. Sammy, um, well, that was where like you're done. ready to go. We've-
0: We've already said that once. People know who I am just by my, by my voice, don't you, out there? Well, we'll they, just, we keep saying it. That way, if they tune
1: out just for, the, for some reason, they come
0: back, they know that you're here. And in case they forget, I'll give them a big scream
1: every now and then. You look like you're ready to go right Are now. Are you, you kidding? go on stage now and do a, a, a three-hour set.
0: I've been on tour. This is right no, uh, at the end of the tour, going home Sunday, or uh, Monday, mm-hmm. and... uh I just want to say that every show since September
1: second has been a warm up for this one. <laughs> and well, that's no job. Being on the road for the holidays, you gotta feel at least like you're somewhat at home because St. Louis definitely is one of, is is well, a town for Sammy Hagar. It's a close. I'm just trying to make you feel comfortable. Good job. thing the home is as far as the
0: reception goes that I've uh, witnessed anywhere in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And that's no kidding. Uh, same like in San Francisco, which is where the band is from. <clears throat> we play the same size hall there, you know, mm-hmm. and that's. The biggest hall in town, and it's usually jam-packed, and it's madness, and it's just really great. My last show in this town, as a matter of fact, almost ruined my relationship with Boston. <laughs> it I really was there. Did. Yeah, I was there at that Boston show.
2: Yeah. So this is the show. So it was in March. He opened for Boston, and then he comes back in November. We're right around Thanksgiving. I think yes this, uh, and uh, he was gonna I think you guys talk about it that he was gonna play a show at the arena his first time headlining in St. Louis where it was the Scorpions and Pat Travers and it was gonna be heard all across the United States on various radio stations that's including right. Casey
1: that's right <laughs> I know those re- the response was fantastic to that
0: show it really was it and was the, just too much it took me by surprise and uh so I'm really ready for this one tonight and I just talked to Tom Schultz on the phone the other day because he's going to be involved on my new album. We're going in the studio January 2nd. He's going to engineer the new album. Oh, that's great. And he uh, he says, he says, where are you now? I said, I'm in St. Louis. And he goes, uh, what are you playing there? I said, yeah. And he goes, well, he says, don't be surprised if the people just sit there and stuff. And I says, you got to
1: be kidding. I says,
0: you mean you've <laughs> See, forgotten? What- yeah.
2: Tom Schulz was a dickhead back
1: then. I hated him then. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's a trash in the audience. Yeah, in trash in the audience. What
0: happened in St. Louis? <laughs> really?
1: I mean, he actually had forgotten. When about you're it. in St. Louis, they got to be—they're probably making sure they're in Japan or something. Right. You know? Let's <laughs> hear. <laughs> what did that mean? I don't know. Playing <laughs> Jane off the new LP. Okay. Sammy Hagar on Casey. Hey, that was, that was quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Street Machine was the album that was that was released. That... Yeah. This is KSH ninety-five. What We're speaking with Sammy Let's, Hagar. The, oh yeah. And, uh, if if that window is any indication, Sammy, <laughs> that window looks like tonight? the concert out there, man. I'm, There's about, what, 20, 25 people out there. At least. I'm uh, ready to set up an amp here
0: and get my guitar out and start (laughs) jamming for them. They're pumped, (laughs) I'll tell you that. I told them not to burn themselves out, though. I still need those voices
1: at the show, you know. I don't want to see them guys out there trying to holler and be so hoarse (laughs) nothing's coming out. (laughs) Well, if some of these guys sound right now, you'd hear them from the balcony, No problem. (laughs) Uh, you were talking off the air here about a new stage that you built specifically for this tour. Yes, sir. Will uh, you explain that to, you, to the well, people here? Well, it's kind
0: of hard to explain, but uh, we just cleaned the stage up. We got a... Uh, first of all, we got the same sound and lights that uh, we were using on the Boston tour, only we rented it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, therefore, we get to use all the lights and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the, the, the production's uh, really pretty elaborate. But I had a stage built with ramps and runways and... Uh, scrims that you can't see any of the amplifiers or anything but uh you know got a big 40 foot wide wall that goes across the back that's six feet high and i can run around and jump off of it do
1: you remember this stage
0: uh oh i definitely remember the yeah. stage yeah. sure a couple runways that come down looks uh, similar to a freeway complex you know <laughs> like i like an exit on a freeway yeah, or something. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's great for running around on and it's just good clean backdrop and i really like it i enjoy having that because uh it's the first time i've ever really had my own stage well it's the first mm-hmm. national headline tour i've done so it's the first time i've ever really got a chance to uh work on the same stage every night with all the room i need and everything and it's just really great it's you do a lot really of
1: running great. on stage and a lot of uh, a lot of energy is of course put forth uh it's not my fault where do you get though? the energy How it's do you not
0: my fault from the audience man
1: they are the the, the whole
0: reason, and they're the ones that should be blamed for it. <laughs> for anything I do on stage, we have to blame the audience.
1: You know, you, you got to point that out because back in 1979, a lot of the concerts that you went to, the bands just stood up on stage and played their instruments and didn't, they didn't. there was not much motion put into it. Right. And you know? he did. Yeah, and he, he did. Well, tonight, tonight <laughs> do spare Sammy and just sit and say nothing, in another word. Hey,
0: right? how can you walk out in front of 15,000 screaming crazy People like that are out there rock and rollers, and just stand there and sing to them. <laughs> you gotta listen to them out there. Listen to them. Yeah, how can you walk out there though and just stand there and sing? I don't see how some of these groups do it. You know, they just kind of stand around and be real mellow. You know? Yeah, really. You can't. I couldn't do that. Do you
1: ever? Do you ever find it difficult to to consistently keep that high energy pace? I oh, mean no. Is, no are there problem. any shows that you, you know, you go on stage and it's kind of like, boy, I'm, I just don't have it in me tonight. Uh, yeah, I've, it's, you know, right before you up. go,
0: the, the weirdest thing is right before I go on, every single time before I go on, I'm nervous and I'm thinking, oh man, I just don't feel right. You know, my stomach's a little upset, you know, and I feel kind of weak, you know, you hit the stage, boom, Superman,
1: yeah. you know, it's, it's half of eyes and I feel before every Casey yes.
0: tapes episode. Yes, and the morning show. It never fails, so. At five o'clock when in the, the morning. The, the,
1: and <laughs> yeah, we get morning sickness. Yeah. Hey,
2: uh, you know, just when he was talking about Tom Scholz was going to produce, the next record was The Danger Zone. Yeah. And Tom did, um says here, inspiration, pre-production arrangements, and drum recordings. that also features Steve Perry and Neil Sean of Journey uh, were on that record too.
1: Yeah. Danger that, Zone. So that, that was, was one all. he was getting ready to record. Yeah. Butterflies disappear after the first song. Oh, when the bell rings. Yeah. When the bell rings. <laughs> What do you say it's we are It's one,
0: two, da da you
1: know, it's all over. Let's hear another song off the new LP, and the new album, by the way, is called Street Machine, and uh, the song that we're going to hear is called Go Straight to the Top, yeah, Sammy okay. Hagar on KC-95. Which is a song we really never played much after that. That right. was not one of the big songs no. on the album. Mm-mm. But we didn't know that back by then. Right. You know, the Trans Am
2: was, was, God, yeah, still Trans-Am. a big song.
1: yeah. In this case, you tape's interview with Sammy Hagar from 1979 will continue. But first, got to remind you that we are brought to you by Black Raven Digital. That's Black Raven Digital. Their website is blackravendigital.com. And they help businesses make their websites really functional and really work in a powerful way so that you can increase your business. You know, you go to a website. I don't know if you're like me. I go to a website and I look at it and I go, hmm, this doesn't look too well done. I'm gone in a split second. You don't want to have that happen to to, to you and to your customers and for your business. Black Raven builds websites for businesses like yours every day. Beautiful, functional websites designed for the people that are actually going to be using them. Go to BlackRavenDigital.com. That's BlackRavenDigital.com and see how they can help you. BlackRavenDigital.com. Reach up today. Casey 95 in the studio with us is Sammy Hagar. We'll talk more with Sammy after this by Britannia. That was a cool thing back then, though. So many artists were releasing albums, you know. Um, everything was new and, right. and so much of it was just, uh, you didn't know what to do with it all. You had so much to choose from, you know. The timing of it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famous Bar. In the studio with me right now, Sammy Hagar and Sammy is sharing with us Lunch today. <laughs> me and my
0: gang outside, man. Did you bring him with you? Or <laughs> no, no, I didn't no. bring him with you, man. <laughs> Whoa! I don't know if gonna that window's going to hold yeah. up there. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's another thing. That window was not like thick, uh, you know, bulletproof glass like we had at Union Station and right. you know, we have here. It was just a thin pane of glass, you know. So How great. Somebody could have easily have broken it. And I think it had gotten broken. God, I have to talk to Close about that if he remembers that ever happening. Seems to me like I remember the, the window getting... Busted, really? At, at least once. It sounds
2: like it could have came down oh, right yeah. there.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many encores we're going to do tonight. It's starting to look like it's going to. Be- Which is also
1: kind of scary too. Back then, because very know, scary. We had no protection whatsoever. Right. And this was the seventies, man. People were mm. a lot of, things aren't like they were crazy, today. There were some crazy people out there on drugs, yeah, yeah. and they'd come to the window, you know, drunk or high, and <clears throat> you know, if you didn't play their song, is a hey. right, right. Be uh, maybe an all night affair. <laughs> great great you can just uh, what? what time I, I would assume eight o'clock i'm pretty sure it's eight o'clock yeah. the show is eight o'clock yeah, the I broadcast so. tonight is going to be on casey radio that's right i'd forgotten all about that the uh, broadcast
0: we're going to do a live broadcast for those people that can't make it to the show or mm-hmm. they haven't got the dough for the tickets and uh, thanks to wayne meisenholder and uh, some of the people down here at casey they're putting it all together and you're going to get a free concert you might say you know mm-hmm. i think that's great and this not only goes to St. Louis, but it's a 17-city hookup, so it's yeah. going to be a nationwide We're going to have to show uh, all the other places in America here, There's going to be yeah, 17 other cities that uh, uh, St. Louis is going to have to show them how they rock and roll. You know, it's man. about time. Those people are going to be going, what in the hell's going on at that place?
1: <laughs> you know, it's about time. We, we always are one of the recipients of uh, of the uh, broadcast, uh, recorded broadcast from uh, from people doing concerts in Cleveland and, uh, and uh, San Francisco and L.A. But St. Louis is going to have a chance tonight to show the rest of the nation that St. Louis is uh, hey. maybe right underneath Detroit. Detroit's no, a rock and a, roll b- city.
0: I'm telling you, I hate to say it about We're Detroit, just as man. are rock and roll I rolled just rolled as any blowing of them. smoke at you, man. It, for me, is better than Detroit. I've played Detroit Great. since Montrose days. I've played there 15 times. To me, St. Louis is probably about the most hardcore rock and roll town in the United States right now. And that's no joke. And there's a good example of it right there, right (laughs) behind us. Hey, that don't happen in Detroit. (laughs) See, I was right.
1: What?
2: I'm telling you, I I said that. That don't happen in Detroit. I was listening in my bedroom to this interview. Oh, wow. And I was 14 years old. I went to the
0: show that
1: night. Yeah, son of a gun.
0: (laughs) Well, everybody's afraid to go out of their house in Detroit, though. So you never. (laughs) Somebody
1: once said to me that Sammy Hagar is a hungry man. And you put the song on the LP. The new song on the LP is called Straight to the Top. And it seems yeah. to me, listening to your music and talking to you and seeing what kind of an energetic person you are, you seem to be very hungry for success. Is that I'll take a, it. a correct way to put it?
0: Yeah, well, I just have a lot of uh, uh, energy, I guess, you know, meaning that I, I can't stand not doing it, you know, like I, I go home and I sit around my house for a month or so and I go crazy, you know, mm-hmm. I like to get on stage and I like to do it. And uh, success just gives you more opportunity to do it when you want. Like, if I'm successful enough, when I feel like going doing a show, anyone will say, great, yeah, hey, we'll book you. Let's go. Let's do right, it tomorrow exactly. night, you know. And uh, tour. if I'm not successful enough, if I can't headline, for instance, then they say, well, let's see, how would you like to play with so-and-so's coming to town? We'll try to put it together and blah, blah, blah. You know, and so uh, success brings you a lot of freedom that, yeah, I'm hungry for that kind of artistic mm-hmm. and uh, creative freedom. Now, right. you, Sammy's he hungry, was- period, man. yeah.
2: And, and Great entrepreneur. Yeah, 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 he proved that over and over. You know that.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, he proved it not just in the music business, but in other ways in the business world. Yeah, he was 32 at the time of this interview. I was 22. Played the uh, the role <laughs> of the backup band in in previous yeah. years. Is what big of how much of a handicap is that really to an artist? Uh, it's quite a bit. You, you know, uh, it's
0: really unfair to a place like St. Louis, especially where. Uh, I've had a big following here and a lot of people paid money to come and see me when I were playing when I was opening for another artist mm-hmm. and they didn't get to see but about fifty percent of the show mm-hmm. because when you're not headlining you only get to play for about forty minutes you get to use half the lights uh, you knocking. don't have any room on stage you don't get a sound check so you leave
1: me alone I'm trying to interview <laughs> Sammy Hagar
0: asshole <laughs> you don't sound that good right off the bat mm-hmm. so then when you headline you, you're calling all the shots or you're giving I'm gonna give a hundred percent show tonight and uh, so the people that pay money to see me are going to get more than they've ever gotten to where in the past, like I say, they, uh, they've they sort of been cheated. I mean, I didn't try to cheat them. I gave the best show I right, could exactly. possibly give under the situations. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem with supporting a, another act. And the support acts tonight, uh, we, my, uh, th- uh, the way I treat opening acts is totally different. Uh, Pat Travers gets to use the full lights. He don't get to play... Two hours, he gets to play an hour, though, mm-hmm. and uh, scorpions. the scorpions get to yeah. play 40 minutes, and they get to use all the lights and the sound they want. The only thing, they're just a little bit short on room, but it, it can't be uh, helped. Help, yeah. yeah. Because That's
1: why so many people in the business like Sammy Hagar. He's always yeah. been that way.
2: He's always been that way. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember now, I was at the show, but they, you know, Casey replayed it, and I recorded it on an 8-track. Uh, I recorded over an 8-track, and it was either the Boston 8-track or a Dave Mason Eight track. I just remember I had eight oh, tracks, and I just oh, on stuck an it in. Yeah, on an eight track. I just recorded over, you know, what I bought. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I. That's how I re- how I taped you, the the concert.
1: Now, you, now you know on the cassette tapes, right? At the top of each cassette tape, there's a little indention, mm-hmm. and you had to put tape over those indentions if you wanted to record on that. Right on that tape. I put this eight track because well, I don't think I had any
0: cassettes in 1979.
1: Yeah, you know. No, 1979. No. Yeah got three bands
0: on stage. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. But we'd give them everything we possibly can to give them a full chance. Also, people are walking away from this tour, and the main comment is that it was a great show all the way down the line because each band got to get it on real good. So that, that's what we're trying to do is make it a great show, not just come and see Sammy Hagar. Come and see a great rock and roll exactly. show from beginning to end. And, uh, you know, I'll follow anybody. <laughs> I, would assume, I would
1: assume that uh, some cities you go to, you would have to be... Uh, uh, I don't want to say picky about the songs you play, but you have to select them. But I know here in St. Louis, no matter what you played, they know Sammy Hagar albums backward and forward, and so you, well, you couldn't play the wrong song, is what I'm trying to say tonight. I,
0: well, we played just about all of them, I tell you. The set is uh, all together with encores and everything. Uh, we've played as long as two hours, so uh, we've went overtime almost every night, and it causes a lot of problems to the promoter. It costs extra money and everything, you know. <laughs> yeah, but right. uh,
1: Shelly Grafman was uh, uh, known for... Telling Mark Close to pull the plug on bands that were going <laughs> too <right>. long.
2: Because <laughs> you've got to pay, uh, do, you, do I mean, Union. well, I know the amphitheater, you, you have a strict, you know, uh, 11 o'clock, got to be over. Now, if it goes past that, the artist, you know, spends the money. Spends the money, yeah. yeah. Shoot, you
1: know, it just, I mean, hear that? let's cook, you know. But Sammy and Shelly Grafman, they were very close. They were. Yeah. Yep. So he would never pull Sammy's plug. Right. Really, uh, You're going to do a lot of the songs off the new LP, I would assume, tonight. Yeah, five of them. You want to tell me what they are, by any chance? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, let's <laughs> play one, anyway. All let's right. play one of the songs off the new LP. The LP is called, of course, Street Machine. And the tune we're going to hear is Never Say Die, Sammy Hagar on Casey Radio. Never Another one I don't think we played much of. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Never Say Die, Sammy Hagar and his... Uh and a new song off his new LP. The new LP is called Street Machine. And, and uh, Sammy's in the studio with us right now. We will continue the interview with Sammy Hagar after this short word. And in Crestwood. Seven. We're speaking with Sammy Hagar. Sammy, you got a song in the movie The Rose. Yeah, Bette Midler's new movie. Uh, How about this here? People forgot about wow. this fact. Okay. Actually, she originally
0: heard my song Red on the radio and liked it and recorded it. And then uh, did it on TV a couple times. There are guys out there, I tell you.
1: Bette Midler did Red.
2: I, I'm dying to hear that now. Yeah. we got to find great. that.
0: But anyway, uh, so uh, she hit on me when the movie The Rose, when she first got the script, she asked me to come and, and uh, read the script. So I was on the road, so I took the script, and uh, and I wrote a couple songs, and I also sent her Keep On Rockin', which I thought was perfect for the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, she used it, So and it might be the single. I know it's going to be on the soundtrack, and I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. and it's great, actually. It's 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 one of the better rock and roll movies, you know, like A Star Is Born didn't really portray the real side of rock and roll you know it was yeah. a good movie and all but it just really didn't portray what it was like I mean and but this movie was pretty close especially probably in 67 when it was supposed to be It's supposed to be about Janis Joplin mm-hmm. and in 1967 I think things were probably just about like that you know I mean I wasn't uh, involved in it very strong then that's when I was first getting started actually and uh So I don't know what it was really like, but it was the closest thing to what it's like today that I've seen in a rock and roll movie anyway. So I was uh, real glad to have a song in there. For sure. Some of you people might want to check that movie out. It's actually pretty good. Bette Miller's real good in it, real natural. You know, she'll crack you up.
1: When he says natural, he means all natural. Pretty feisty, too. Really, Jimmy, looks <laughs> yeah, good. Yes, definitely, very good. It's five minutes after one. We're K S H E Crestwood, St. Louis. Sammy, I don't know how much time you have, but if you want to stick around and play DJ for a while, <laughs> you're quite welcome to do so. I and think
0: I got to get out of here. We got to do a sound check, okay. and uh, I want to make sure the other bands get a sound check. So I got to do mine earlier. And uh, I got to go out and take care of all these guys outside. Tape's starting to go haywire here. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're speeding up. You're slowing down. I hear these crazy (laughs) rock and rollers coming down here. Okay, that's great. Thanks for coming out today. Lunch was one hour with Sammy Hagar. And I'll see you people tonight. For sure. For a lot of people, you made this a rock and roll weekend. We're going to close with that song right now. Let's do it. Take care. There you go.
2: Wow. That was pretty cool. Is that the first time you interviewed him? Yes. That was the first time.
1: And I got a great photo, too, after that interview. It's on a, um, what do you call those, Polaroids, where you take Mm -hmm. the picture and it rolls out of the camera right right then. Did that make it onto the uh, Casey Museum? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I thought so. Yeah. He's wearing a a red shirt. We both got, I got a big old mustache in it, a nice big dark black furry mustache in it. It's one of my favorite. (laughs) It's one of my favorite (laughs) pictures that I have. We we both... were photogenic, at least that at that moment in time. I don't take many good pictures myself, but that one I'm, I'm pretty proud of. But, uh, yeah, I just remember being very nervous for that interview because I had not done very many interviews. Hmm. But uh, once I moved into the midday portion of broadcast day, um, you know, the interview started happening fairly piling frequently. Up. Yeah, started yeah. piling up. But uh, prior to that, I was working 7 to midnight, and, you know, artists yeah. were – occasionally somebody would come in late after a concert, but, right. you know. My, my, my very first interview here on Casey was with Bill Lorden, who was the drummer of Gypsy and Robin Trower. Wow. And it was after a show. He came in. Was, that's came pretty in neat. came in like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Um,
1: that would be the oldest interview I have. But people don't know who Bill Lorden is. Right. So I don't know if that's something we'd use right. on the Casey tapes. I
2: think uh, when people say, why does Sammy love St. Louis so much and blah, blah, play that interview. Yeah, that's all you got it, because you, because you, 1979, you hear the people just, just, you know, clamoring to get a piece of him. You know, they were yeah. right outside the window. They just loved him. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, he, was, know, he, he was honest. He, his his popularity was building. Yeah, not at its peak yet, but he was on no, fire.
2: But, but you know, that was the first time he was going to headline St. Louis at the arena. Yeah. You know, and uh, I I'll just I'll know I remember where I sat. Mm-hmm. and I, I just remember that show and I, I think it was Ted Hoback was the one that was kind of like the, the voice welcome to St. Louis this is you know Casey whatever you know and yeah. he he was the host and when I re-recorded it when they played it back I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've got his voice on it
1: so. And speaking of voices I have my 1970s Casey's voice on in that interview you know <laughs> coming out of the k Easy k days. Right. So alright that's it episode 61 of the Casey Tapes Brought to you by Black Raven Digital or Black Raven AFC. Adios, my friend. AMF Johnny.
0: The KC Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music...